0: Welcome to today's podcast. I am your host. My name is Nicole DeVincentis, aka Figure Chick 911. It's great to have you here with us today. Listen, if this is your first time joining us, the purpose of this podcast is actually to come alongside you, inspire, equip, and empower you with knowledge with tactics and strategies on how to go out, bust through any plateau in your life and champion any goal in any area of your life. Like legit, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, Myself, I work both as a muscular development coach and as a life coach and have been able to have the privilege of working with people from all different dimensions, all different industries, you know, male, female, different ages. And have been able to do a lot of studying on certain things that keep people stuck and keep them from moving forward. And when you look back through history and anybody who works in these fields, you know, in any type of coaching, you know, we all look at the greats and success leaves clues. So with myself, I consider myself to be a vessel of the greatness, the things that I've learned, um, definitely from the big man upstairs. I know he uses me <laughs> to to uh, you know f- fulfill what his role is, his will is for my life. I I can tell you that I'm like on a mission. I'm very mission oriented now. I've always been. I I come from a, a healthcare background. I'm actually a registered nurse. I have been one for over twenty years. It never sounds better when I say that. <laughs> You know, sometimes you get used to saying something and you're like, oh, yeah, 20 years, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, it's like, holy crap, that's a long time. And I, I don't feel like I'm 20 years older. I have 20 years more of wisdom, maybe, but... Definitely, I feel like my life is just beginning. And, you know, I made this transition um, away from clinical nursing and working as a registered nurse for a number of different reasons. You know, today's podcast, we're right in the middle of a series. uh, it's, It's about the art of recreating yourself. And more specifically, it's never too late to recreate yourself. And I'm here as a living testament that you can do this no matter where you are. Now, If we can track back just a little bit, you know, what qualifies me to be here on this podcast or whatnot is, you know, when you have goals, you know, whatever they are in your life for myself, I come from a nursing background, the goal working as a nurse was to become a flight nurse. Right. And yes, I worked my ass off. I put in the time and, you know, worked holidays, worked weekends, did a lot of reading, did a lot of studying for a strong period of time. And eventually I was invited to become part of um, a flight team. Well, within that, there was also an additional goal that I just didn't want to be any old flight nurse. I wanted to be the best practitioner which is something totally different than just, and I don't mean to dampen the shine of a flight nurse by any means, but what I'm saying is, you know, I didn't just want to be a nurse, and I certainly didn't want to just be what everybody came to think about nurses as just being like pill pushers and, you know, low-level kind of, you know, ass-wiping, you know, nose-wiping, you know, hand-holding individuals, I wanted to be the best practitioner, irregardless of licensure. And after, you know, a long period of time, when I went into nursing, I actually never even wanted to be a nurse. Uh, I was actually on a track to go to med school. And I will tell you, it had, looking back, this had to have been like divine intervention. One day, all great stories start with, and then one day, I was sitting uh, at college, I went to Loyola University on the north side of Chicago, and um, I was sitting on the lakeshore there, and uh, it was like, I didn't hear a voice, but it was almost like a voice in my head, I literally just stood up, I mean, I was already on the pre-med track, like I was taking calc, and chem, and bio, and like all that stuff, and uh, it was just like I'm going to be a nurse. And I stood up and I walked into the nursing school and applied and like the rest was history. And, you know, I, I loved learning about the human body. Um, I, I, I can say that I liked being a nurse. I did. I was privileged to work in a fantastic, organization that was a research academic center, Loyola University Medical Center, which is in Maywood, um, and they have a very strong infrastructure, a very strong value system there. So even though it it was a rough environment, um, we had very, very sick people. Uh, The people who lived in the collar communities, it's in a little bit rougher of a neighborhood, they were rough to deal with. Uh, It was not like this fancy, posh, hotel-esque sort of hospital, uh, but we were awesome at what we did. There's the people that worked there, which I, I have yet to find any place else. And I stayed there for a long period of time, but I always knew even going into nursing, that it was never going to be a long-term strategy for me. That's how I word it. But I never knew what the next thing was going to be. And as I got more and more into all these different dimensions of nursing, I really liked it. And I liked, you know, nursing is a female-dominated industry, and it really is designed for a woman's changing stations throughout her life singledom, you know, married mom, single mom, you can work nights, you can work, work weekends, you can work holidays, you can transition, you can go into sales, you can go into education, and it's really designed to do that. And it's awesome. But for me, like, I was in there, and I just, I can't describe it. It was almost, I don't know if I would say that I was unfulfilled. I. It was just like, I always here's what it was. It was like I always had a lid. I felt like I could do more. I could become more. But I was always being muted. I was never allowed. (laughs) I was never allowed to make all the decisions. Why? Because I was a nurse. I wasn't the physician, even though in many instances, my knowledge and experience actually trumped many physicians. So it's very frustrating. It was very frustrating. <laughs> was very frustrating. <laughs> and, and You know, it was, you know, a pay scale cap. And then it was, you know, you have to work this time to this time. And then, you know, now I have to be in charge of these individuals who I don't even know how they got like a nursing license. And it, I there was just so much frustration with it. And then came the layers of, you know, the dripping in of socialism into healthcare, and then the the full-blown integration of healthcare becoming business, and it was, you know, business individuals, and it just spun into this ridiculousness, and the more I, I held on to stay, the less tolerance I actually started having. Um, And I just know that that was looking back, that was God working in my life. He was moving me to a new area. And the one thing when you are recreating yourself, you know, perhaps you can identify with something similar is that, um, and by the way, when you're coaching with me, like I talk about God, like he has a huge place in my life, um, you know if that's not cool with you then maybe this isn't the home for you but again i'm sharing with you my story and what i know now to be true and that was anytime god wants to move you he makes you flip and uncomfortable And you may not know what it is at the time. Uh, You know, sometimes he will cause a termination of a relationship. Sometimes he will cause a loss of resources. And it's like you're on this path and you keep on hitting these dead ends. And you you hang on and you continue to try and maybe it'll get better. And maybe I can, you know, do this and it's going to get better. And within nursing, I had exhausted before I left. Now, I left nursing in... I call it officially in 2014 and um, I still didn't know what I was jumping towards. Like now, yes, I'm a business owner. Yes, I am building like, you know, this online platform. It's a coaching and training academy. Like I'm very clear about my business, you know, mission and vision right now and what we do. But at that time, I was not. And it's very difficult to make a transition when you don't know what the next thing is. You see things are crumbling where you are. And it's at those points, you have to step out in blind faith and know that God is going to take care of you. And he's going to steer you in the direction towards your new assignment. And sometimes you have to go through, you know, piles of shit in order to get to that next destination. And uh, if I say this, you know, all the time, most of my friends and family, I'm very, you know, health oriented, I I love nutrition and stuff like that. And everybody was always saying, well, you should, you know, go in to become a personal trainer. And like, they could see that that gift was in me, it, it didn't honestly, like, wake me up in the morning, though. And it just, no offense, it just it wasn't enough to keep me going. And so when I was looking to make that transition out of nursing, it was a, it was a lot. It was, you know what, I have invested at the time, it was nearly 20 years in this industry. Like I know people, I have recruiters calling me all the time trying to get me to go work at different places. I have, you know, managers from emergency rooms, you know, around the country, um, new facilities, which are being opened, you know, we need strong leadership, we need strong leadership. And that's how I was being recruited. It wasn't just for clinical excellence. It was because that level of leadership, the command of emotionality that I had, the ability to form teams, the ability to strategize, and you know, the ability to make order out of overt chaos, and not just survive, but to freaking thrive. And you know, I love that. It was very, I took it as a personal compliment. Like, wow, this is wonderful. But in order to switch and do something new it was like what what am i going to do so before i left nursing i went in and i looked at different areas like how can i actually stay in this field like obviously there's financial benefit for being here you need to have nurses from now until the end of the earth because well, people do stupid stuff. So they get into accidents. So they need, you know, they need nursing care and, you know, they don't take care of themselves. So they get sick and they need nursing care and, you know, there's genetics, so they need nursing care and like they always need nurses. So how can I continue to make a good living and provide for myself and, you know, hopefully have a family and, and provide for them as well. And, you know, carry benefits and da, 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 da. So I went, I went back to school. I was, you know, taking grad classes. Um, one of the anesthesiologists that I used to work with, he was chairman of the department of anesthesiology, pretty much like strong armed me (laughs) and told me that I was going to go to what's a CRNA program. It's a nurse anesthetist program. And like, I was taking the classes and I was just like, this is this is not it. You know, I'm going to invest at that time, it was like 30 grand or something like that to go uh, through this program, and you would be able to come out making a good amount of money. But I know I'm going to be bored. I know I'm going to be bored in two more years. Now what? So it was hard for me to let go because I had built up this whole entire life, this whole entire professional reputation, this whole entire identity, and didn't know exactly what I wanted to do even though I kind of had a feeling I wanted to have my own gig does that make sense well you know your business vision and that may not be as dramatic for you what i'm saying was like i didn't it was like this abyss it was like the black hole i didn't know where i was going i knew that i couldn't stay a nurse and i didn't know you know how do you become Uh, whatever financially free very very wealthy like there was a lot of financial motivation too behind my leaving that industry you know I busted my ass I was working probably the equivalent of two and a half full-time jobs I was rotating days and nights uh, within like one day so I was flip-flopping all over the place I was literally running from the second I opened my eyes until like when I crashed into bed, plus I was competing at the time. So that's anywhere from uh, two to three workouts a day. Like it was it was no joke. I mean, it was and I really like I looked at my calendar one day and I was just like, you know what, enough of this I am, I'm as like busy as the president, like everything is down to the minute. And Suddenly, when I started looking at how I was spending my time, where I was spending my energy what the return was. And don't get me wrong, when you go into nursing, I fully believe that nursing is a calling. So those of us who go into it with finance as the lead, you get chewed up and spit out immediately because you know one 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 interaction with a patient who has explosive diarrhea and you're out of there, man. You know like (laughs) there's no way you'll stay. Like nurses like we're all up in people's junk all the time. There's like bugs. There's like all kinds of nastiness. And if you are not there because you have been called to be there, you're not going to stay. All right. So I believe that what happened, you know, when I was at school and I stood up and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a nurse. That was a calling. Okay. Sometimes your mission Your assignment is finished and now you have to pack up your toys and you've got to move to a brand new sandbox. But what if you don't know what the sandbox is? What if you do know what the sandbox is and you've never been in that sandbox before? You've never seen, you know, that little shovel in there or this bucket or... Right. And how do I use this? What am I supposed to, who are these people in the sandbox? I don't even know how to talk to them. Like there's all this different stuff. And there comes a point when you have to actually step out in what's called blind faith. And I will tell you 100% that building this academy and building my business has been done with intuition as the lead. And, you know, I think intuition is also driven by the Holy Spirit. So I don't take ownership. I mean, this is, I can tell you, like, I'm nothing. I'm like a freaking bug squashed under God's foot. Like, I'm nothing. And I just decided, you know what, (laughs) this feels right. And therefore, I'm doing it. And it's humbling (laughs) because it's like I have all of these tools, That He has groomed in me like I really have no reason to even be alive half the time when I look back and I think of all the violent and aggressive Things that I have been around and lived through both personally and professionally like I have no reason to still be alive and I know that that was because God Had his hand on me that whole entire time and He places you exactly where you're supposed to be and the thing about faith is that you only understand it in hindsight. It's only after you've stepped out and you've taken that first step. You know, like Martin Luther King said, you you take the step even though you can't see the staircase. And you, once you're there, then all of a sudden everything starts to make sense. And when you realize that it's because there is something greater than you that, dictates where you're actually going and all the people who are in your life whether they are there to teach you a painful lesson they're there to love on you they're there to you know breathe some life into you like they have been placed there for you because there's something greater that you're supposed to be doing with your life and I realized that and so I'll tell you like the time of this podcast this is 2018 this is July of 2018 and I tell everybody like Ever since I had quit the job in twenty fourteen, like the past four or five years, they've been the worst years of my entire fucking life. Why? Because I surrendered to God and I let Him take me through places that you know I needed to heal and places where I needed to have experiences and places where I needed to to learn more and a lot of that was done in complete isolation and i i i hope nobody ever has to do that because it it was horrible it was actually horrible but through that time there was a lot of like creativity which happened i was writing writing, like creatively writing. And every day it was like a new idea. Like one day it was nutrition and the next day it was leadership. And the next day it was about values. And the next day it was about exercise. The next day it was like every single day it was something new and I didn't even know what the hell was going on. And if you think that this sounds crazy, imagine what it felt like for me. I left an industry after 20 something years, with no effing clue as to where I was going. The only thing that was guiding me was my intuition that this simply felt like the right thing to do, even though I have no idea exactly what it is that I'm doing. How terrible is that? I mean, and you want to talk about like, All of a sudden, your friends and your family are just like, she's freaking flipped her damn lid. And, you know, they're concerned and they're asking questions. And then you had to learn how to, you know, pull in because if you share too much, then they freak out and they're trying to fix stuff. And you can't you can't let people interfere when God is moving you to do something else like God has and I still don't even know what it is right I'm just you know building this thing and here I am on this podcast something you know maybe the reason why I didn't know what I was doing in the future was because what I was doing hadn't even been invented yet I have no idea but when you are being called and let's talk a little bit about calling today you know that art of recreating yourself is that that when you are being called to do something else, you are having to show up as a different version of yourself, and that is a process of recreation. Okay, it's changing many times, often inside your heart. You know, I think all people are born with great hearts and sometimes they become a little bit, you know, bruised and, and develop a lot of crust on them as you go throughout life, whether you have abuse, you have neglect, you live in an impoverished area, you know, you're you're whatever you see stuff on tv or you see stuff as a very very young child and you're not at a developmental stage where you know how to process and interpret that information and in. you start developing these beliefs that the world is how it is and like you just kind of go along and then one day right cuz all great stories <laughs> start with and then one day you realize that perhaps these things that you've been carrying around are not true And then, lo and behold, you do something different, right? A lot of people, not what I should say is not a lot of people actually take action on that. They see this and they choose to keep their head in the sand. And I honestly don't know, is it because I am more receptive to God's hand on my life? Or is it because I am such a strong-willed individual that when he puts a call on me, it, it has to be, you know, like inertia, like an object in motion stays in motion until acted on by an equal and opposite force. Yeah, well, if you're a strong-willed individual, guess what it's going to take to divert your path? It's going to take an equal and opposite force. And God is certainly, you know, strong enough in order to do that. And we're all given a free will. And even though I tried, to stay in my environments, like it always ended up with a door being closed. And it is it's horrific. When you see all this stuff that you have built and everything is chucking along kind of good. And then it's like everything. It's like a landmine everywhere you go. It's this and then it's this and then it's this. And, it's this, and you you can get, I can speak for myself, freaking beat down. Like, you don't even know which end is up anymore. And it's just like, everything is crumbling down. Nothing is nothing is how you thought it was ever going to be. There's like a mourning process, which goes through this whole entire thing. But I honestly feel and believe that that's how God works on you. He's got to get your attention somehow, in order to get you to change and move in a different direction. If he were to keep everything, you know, hunky dory, there would be no reason for anybody to change anything. Right? Everybody would just be kind of complacent. And, you know, the world would be just, you know, bland. And that's not how you know, people are designed. Like everybody has a role in life. Everybody has a mission in life. I have no idea why the man has gifted me with as many things as he has. And I know that that sounds probably very brazen and conceited but I'm telling you I I know I have a lot of gifts and talents and sometimes I don't even I don't even know what the hell to do with all of them like why did you give this to me because the only thing that I can see is that it's it makes me like untouchable like I have nothing in common with other people because the things that other people seem to wrestle and struggle with are really a non issue for me and what I have come to learn is that that that's that difference that not severance that that space between for me i felt like i never belonged was actually strength of character strength of discipline and it was that i wasn't supposed to stay you know and in one particular place I am meant to be in some capacity an educator and a coach and a trainer and speak to people in a very public way, in public venues, using different platforms so that people can, you know, groom their lives, leverage their gifts, and ultimately, I believe, you know, have their hearts transformed. That's what it is at the end of the day. Now, I also believe that you are given goals, you're given dreams, and I believe that many of them are God's gift to you. And he would never put something in your heart if if he, if he wasn't going to make it come true. He wouldn't. There's a soft spot for me. <laughs> it's just that sometimes our time is not his time, and many times your own humanity can get in the way of you being able to realize that dream. And so sometimes you have to, you know, do what we call heart work in order to become the person who can have that and hold on to it. Does that make sense? And with that, you have to oftentimes recreate yourself. So we come all that full circle. I hope that that makes some sense, you know, as to why, you know, this particular podcast, The Art of Recreating Yourself, and more specifically, it's never too late to recreate yourself. How do I know? Because I'm freaking doing it. (laughs) I'm 45 years old right now. I left a nursing career of 20 something years that had rock solid salary easily, 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 depending on what you decided to do as a nurse, you can make, you know, like a quarter million dollars sometimes in a year, depending on what you're doing. And I left that because I was being called to do something different. No, it's not commonplace. No, it didn't make any sense. No, it was not easy, but you can do it. It just requires you sometimes to get quiet, quiet and listen to what it is in your heart that you truly want. And if you've been listening, so we're in the middle of a series here, it's never too late to recreate yourself, is that with every podcast up to this point, there's been some action steps. Because I think there's, there's types of individuals, there's people who see something, they're very goal oriented, they go after it. But then there's other individuals who have a lot of self-doubt, who don't believe that they can do something. Or the thing that you want to do is so far beyond like what you had ever done up to this point, like the gap between where you are and where you want to be, excuse me, is so wide. Like, how in the heck do I even do that? Like, and the thought about what it would take to become that or to achieve that is so overwhelming that you just stop or you take actions and they sabotage you because your body it's almost like danger will robinson oh oh. like (laughs) does that make sense if danger will robinson i forget lost in space was like this kind of creepy show from like the 1970s you can probably find it on the history channel i'm quite sure (laughs) but um you know, it can cause you to stay stuck. And I feel when you have untapped potential, and when that potential is, is like bursting to get out, it comes out eventually, <coughs> excuse me, it just may not come out, it will come out weird if you don't allow it to fully manifest itself. Okay. And so I'm here as that beacon to, allow you to dream and allow you to get clear on what it is that you want and assure you that you don't have to choose this or this. When you're recreating yourself, oftentimes you have to change your mindset to include the possibility of yes and. So I can be a mom and a career woman. I can be financially free and kind and loving and generous. I can be, I don't know, a long distance runner who loves to be a baker and makes the best artisan bread on the planet. Right, like you are allowed to be kind of like an oxymoron sometimes of the things that you want, and you know I think many times people used to think like, well, you can't be both what you can, it it you just have to learn how to channel that potential so that you can do both, all right? Just like when you have been down for a period of time, whether you've been down because you're in abusive relationships down because of an illness, down because of, you know, financial hardship. It can be really hard to, once you have that burden lifted and there's a little bit of oxygen there, really hard to figure out how do you move forward when you haven't, you don't have that as a point of reference. Like all these people seem to be happy and peppy and loving life and all this stuff, and all I've experienced up to this point is nothing but drama and chaos and, you know, fill in fill in the blanks that are with your own, you know, nouns and adjectives. Well, if you don't have that point of reference, how are you supposed to ever do what the people do who achieve the goal? Right? And that becomes part of recreating yourself. So whatever brings you here, all right, whether this is voluntary, you are putting down something which no longer serves you and you're picking up something moving towards, you know, positivity, you know, you're coming up. You know, this is your come up after like a major setback, you know, following a divorce, following, you know, loss of your job, financial hardship, you know, whatever it is. Like, I am here to tell you that you are able to do it no matter how old you are, no matter what your current stature, what your current situation, what your current circumstances. That when you are rooted in good, that's the key. That's the key, like, you know, root right there is you have to be rooted in good, then you can go forward. You just have to have certain truths in place. Okay, so how do you make that transition, though? How do you become somebody who is healthy if you have never been healthy in your entire life? Like we can tell you, right? Eat right, move your ass, drink lots of water. So the recipe is pretty simple. But Everybody faces that time where all of a sudden, midnight, the refrigerator is calling to you because there's chocolate cake inside of there, right? And, And now it's like it's you versus the refrigerator, you versus the spoon. And how do you then make that transition from this person to that person? You have to change who you are inside, all right? Change always starts with you. You actually have to become that person. The healthy person, the financially free person, the, you know, the husband, the the wife, the, the, the artist, the whomever it is, you have to become that person before you can ever achieve the goal or have the things that those people that you're looking to become have. And you have to be making decisions as though you are that person already, because whatever gets you the thing, you know, this is kind of like, you know, in business, we call it, we talk about, you know, like acquisition and retention, like your skills are going to, you know, acquire your goal, but you have to maintain it. All right, so then you have to actually have a different skill set in order to maintain the goal and continue to grow it and polish it and keep it great. So that requires a different version of you, right? That's why they say every next level is, you know, requires a different version of you. That's how that works. This is all in the process of recreating yourself and it's never too late to do that. You simply have to be willing. So the previous podcast, we're focusing on individuals um, and what to do if you identify with the fact like, th- this is what I want to do. And let's use health and fitness because it's so simple. Like, I want to be healthy, but I'm anything about, but it. You know, I'm, I'm 500 pounds. Uh, I can barely even walk down the driveway to my mailbox. I'm not even sure how I'm going to be exercising. Like, how do you make the mental leap? okay, or I want to be that spouse, I want to be that father, that mother and have a family full of love and joy and relationships that I can count on and I can trust. And it's gonna we're going to grow together despite, you know, our imperfections. You know, you have to start to become that person. But if you have never seen it, you have never been it before. Many times, even identifying what it is that you want, you can face a lot of like mental blockade. So this action steps and, and what we talked about in the previous podcast, you know, of this series, It's Never Too Late to Recreate Yourself, takes you through step by step on how we actually change the mindset to allow that lid to come off so that you can make that transition all the way down into the like the depths of your heart so that it becomes permanent all right and the first thing that we did was we recognized you know things that don't serve us the next thing that we did was we made what was called a refusal list things that you refuse to tolerate anymore all right and then what we did was we started clarifying our goals what is it exactly that you want and that's the starting point When you're recreating yourself, you have to remember that you have been using an operating system and having daily habits which got you to a certain point. When you're moving towards a new goal, something that you want, there's only two things which drive human behavior. One is the pursuit of pleasure and the other is the avoidance of pain. A lot of people early on in their lives will do things to avoid pain. All right, they'll you know clean your room. Okay, I'll push everything underneath the bed so mom doesn't see it and then she's not gonna yell at me or you know, I'll put the toilet seat down because I'm tired of you know, you know my wife bitching at me, blah 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 blah. It only takes you so far because when you're looking to avoid pain, typically there's not enough teeth in that it doesn't like involve your emotions at all eventually you just kind of like get numb to whatever the pain is and you revert back to your old your old ways whereas when you're pursuing something that you want can you hear the difference in the tonality of my voice when you're pursuing something that you want you actually have emotional investment there that's something that you want. It's a vacation that you want. That's the person you want to date. That's the job you want to have. It's the place you want to go. It's the thing that you want to do. It's the sporting event you want to participate in. Like you, that's where you want to be. And that's the secret. When you have a goal and now we infuse emotion in it, even though, all right, remember we're in the art of recreating ourselves here. We haven't even taking any action steps what we're doing is we're actually programming part of our brain the subconscious mind to start channeling these two things together so that whatever the thing is that seems miles away from you that seems like almost impossible it starts to become normal to your brain but it also gets you excited when you're thinking about it like holy crap, can you imagine what that would be like if I did have the family and, you know, we had dinners at our house and, you know, what would Christmas morning be like? Or what if I was that CEO of, you know, a coaching and training academy or, you know, a restaurant or whatever it is for you, like all of a sudden you're getting excited about this. And now it's like, You're spending your time thinking about it, whereas before it was kind of painful, right? Like, man, in order for me to get healthy, I'm going to have to really work out a lot. This is going to suck. I'm going to have to give up potato chips and pizza and beer and life is going to suck. I'm not going to have anybody to hang out with. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you see the difference there? All of a sudden, when you figure out what it is that you want, you know what? I want to be able to walk around the block. I want to be able to get up and down off the floor and play with the kids. Like, I want to be able to be a world traveler. Now you see what you want, and now there's that emotional investment there. So that's one of the biggest things when you are making that transition between who you were, and who you can become. And this applies, whether this is a calling on your life, whether this is a voluntary transition, whether, you know, something happened, and maybe, you know, you had nothing to do with it. And all of a sudden, you know, your world came crashing down unexpectedly. And, you know, here you are, it's, it's you coming, you know, back from your setback into your come up, right? That's that's how you do this pivot turn inside of your head so that whatever the thing was can actually seem tangible to you. Now you're getting a little bit excited about this. Now you're thinking about it. And all of a sudden, the how to starts glimmering. How do I do this? And you're like, reverse engineering. You're starting at that end destination and you're working back to like, well, what do I have to do now? If I want to be financially free, well, you know what I better do? I better start checking my bank accounts on a daily basis instead of hoping that when I get up to the checkout at Target, (laughs) does anyone do this? I gotcha, that there's enough money on the card or in my bank account. Right. Or if I want to have, you know, that athletic physique and, you know, be, you know, top performer, what do I have to do? You know what? I actually I actually have to get my nutrition dialed in. So what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to go to the grocery store and I'm going to have to figure out how to budget my money so that I can buy healthy food and I'm going to actually have to prepare it. So now I have to make time in my day to do that. Like now, all of a sudden, the how to starts forming itself, and because you're emotionally invested in this, this is something that you want, now you're actually taking the action steps. So now you have like a mental spark of momentum, but now you're taking the action steps. You see how this works? And then you're actually making progress, and that's when it gets really good. That little spark of momentum that comes up in your head when you combine it with the action steps actually, that's how momentum, like this great grand force is actually built. And now, now through continuation, now you do more and more, you keep on persevering every day, that ball of momentum continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And momentum, we say this all the time, it's easier to steer than it is to generate. And now you can literally, blast and roll over any freaking obstacle because with every passing day, it continues to get bigger and better. And the more you work at something, the harder it is to actually surrender. So forward actually becomes the only direction. And that's when victory becomes inevitable. So all of this stuff, this is the art of recreating yourself, this is taking on what seems to be, you know, a smaller goal, maybe not a whole life reset or a whole, you know, career redo or whatever, you're not building from the ground up, the process is still the same. Okay, so here we are at the time of recording this, this is July of 2018 you know, all of my best to you. We're going to continue on with this podcast. I hope that you're getting a lot of value from this. So let's go out there and carpe your damn diem. We'll talk to you later.